the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Georgine Rice Show. Today we are broadcasting live from Mission Connection Northwest 2023. It's a ministry of mission works and we are so excited that once again, believers from all over the region are gathering together to consider God's call on their life. This year's theme, Here I Am, What's Next?, And that's a question I think all of us ask at some point or another in our Christian walk, trying to determine, Lord, how have you gifted me and how can I apply those gifts to the work of the ministry? What role have you called me to, to fulfilling the Great Commission? Some of the speakers we'll be hearing from today believe that the Great Commission will be fulfilled in this generation. I've thought a lot about that in anticipation for Mission Connection and what a thrill it is to consider that every tribe, every tongue, would have access to the Word of God, would hear the name of Jesus, and have the opportunity to know Him and to walk with Him. Well, Mission Connection is an equipping ministry. It provides opportunity for folks just like you and me, some who are professional, others who are just regular folks, to walk with Jesus in a way that fulfills His calling and His mission. Well, Mission Connection's vision is God's people effectively mobilized in mission. And they're connecting God's people to mission through regional conferences and focus events so that growing number of believers are actively serving in areas of the world's greatest gospel need and opportunity, whether that's here at home or someplace abroad. In any case, all of us have a part to play. And discovering that, making sure that we're equipped, we're prepared, we're willing and ready is uh, a lot of what Mission Connection is all about. Well, the keynote speakers this time around, as is always the case with Mission Connection, are extraordinary. Among them, William Franklin Graham, the... Now, what is this? Is that a third, a fourth, a ninth in Roman numerals? The fourth. He's the vice president and associate evangelist of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He's also executive director of the Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove in Asheville, North Carolina. He's the third generation Billy Graham uh, to proclaim the good news to Je- of Jesus Christ under the banner of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. And he's shared the gospel with more than one million people across six continents since beginning his evangelistic ministry in 2006. He is a part of the legacy of his great-grandfather, Franklin Graham, Billy Graham, and everybody in between. Anyway, Steve Richardson is also a speaker. He, um, we had the opportunity to talk with him on the program earlier this week. He's the president of Pioneers USA. He was raised in Indonesia, where his parents took the gospel to the jungle tribes, And his story is documented, if you've seen it, in the uh, missionary classic, Peace Child. It's a documentary that his father produced, and it tells that story. Um, He mentioned during our time of the interview that it was a difficult uh, 
opportunity for them to, to preach the gospel because for them, Judas was the, the hero. And they discovered a concept within the tribe that a peace child, someone who takes the place of another, uh, was something that they would embrace. And so this concept of peace child was a way to communicate the gospel with this tribe. Well, he and his wife Arlene returned to Southeast Asia in 1986. They planted churches among a major Muslim outreach people group. And later they moved to Australia where they're also engaged in ministry. They helped launch pioneers in Australia and in New Zealand. Since 1999, he's serving as president of Pioneers USA, and they have approximately 340 teams impacting over 500 people groups around the globe. So it's really fascinating to consider what God is doing through that ministry and so many that are being featured here today. Also among the speakers, Dr. Mary Ho. She is the international executive leader of All Nations. It's a global Christian missions organization with workers making disciples and church planting in 45 countries. Dr. Ho is passionate about completing the Great Commission in this generation by sharing the love of God among every people and every part of the world where the name of Christ is unknown or is little known. She'll be one of the plenary speakers here today. We're also looking forward to hearing from Adrian Reeves. He's a mission mobilizer and executive director for the National African American Missions Council, a conglomerate of missionaries, churches, and missions agencies working to increase African American involvement in the Great Commission. He also serves as the executive pastor of Christ Kingdom Church in Prince George's County, Maryland, where he oversees the Christian education, evangelism, worship, administration, and family life ministries. Pastor Reeves has served the local church in various capacities. He's been a youth pastor, trustee, prison ministry coordinator, camp director, and he recently established a new platform called The Table of Brotherhood, to foster racial healing and create a safe space for Christians to address race issues and solutions from a kingdom perspective. He sums up his life's work, reminding himself only what you do for Christ will last, and he will have quite a legacy. Worship this weekend will be led by Phil Church and the Sunset Church worship team of gifted worship musicians, and I emphasize the word, the phrase worship musicians, because they're not just instrumentalists and vocalists. They have made it their priority to lead in worship. That means sometimes you do less. Sometimes you play a bit differently in order that the focus of attention is directed upward to the King of Kings, the one to whom our worship is directed. So these are gifted, committed worship musicians. And I'm looking forward uh, to hearing from this th- from them this weekend. In fact, I have an opportunity to sit in for a few songs uh, tomorrow morning, so I'm looking forward to that as well. There are 104 workshops, 77 exhibits. There's a bookstore sponsored by Willamette Valley Christian Supply, and lots to do to learn and ways to hear the, the Lord speak to your heart as you are pursuing His will for your life. So all of that right here at, um, at Mission Connection at Sunset Church. You are welcome to join us. It's free of charge, underwritten by churches here in the Portland metro area. And um, you do need to register, however. You can start out at kpdq.com. That'll link you to all the important information for you to register, to choose the um, workshops and so on that you want to participate in. But it's going to be a great weekend. It won't quite be as good if you're not here. So I hope you'll plan to join us. If not today, all day tomorrow. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We are broadcasting live from Mission Connection. We hope to see many of you here. 
and I hope you'll join us. We need to take a quick break, but we'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Glad to be here at Mission Connection Northwest 2023. It's hard to imagine that it's that time of year again, but yes, believers from all over the region are gathering to consider what God is calling them to do. Here I am, what next? That's the theme this year. And if that's a question on your heart, what's next, Lord? What would you have me do? How would you like me to become equipped in order to be ready for my next assignment? This is a great place to be for all of that. Again, Sunset Church this year, they've graciously invited us into their home. And uh, so we're grateful for that. And churches in this region, in fact, there are, I think I, I counted how many of them. Now I'll get to that in a few moments, but churches all over our community are supporting this event. So it really represents an expression of the body of Christ. We're talking about some of the events uh, we can expect during this um, Mission Connection. There's going to be a timely update on what's happening in Ukraine from a Christian perspective. So we're looking forward to that. We'll also hear more about future opportunities for mission training. We've got short-term Mission Connection. That's coming up in Seattle, Washington in February. Care Connection, Village Baptist Church in May, and Student Connection at Multnomah University. That's coming up in November. So in addition to Mission Connection, there are future opportunities uh, to continue to pursue God's will and to become equipped to fulfill your purpose and your calling. Uh, There are also ministries here that are um, charged with helping to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Perspectives comes to mind, and we'll hear more about that as well. There are a number of workshop tracks uh, this time around. There's the apologetics track. There's the business as mission track, Christ-centered community transformation, citywide kingdom collaboration, preparing your family for missionary service, refugee response. If you want to learn in any of these areas, there's a track and several opportunities uh, to to learn. Digital disciple-making, discipling new believers, uh, ethnic and cultural challenges in missions. And these are all from a biblical perspective. Uh, Focus on Indonesia, finishing the task, local outreach, Developing senders, um, salty storytelling. Now, you might want to sit in on that just to figure out what what are they going to focus on. You can find out details about every one of these tracks and more specifically the workshops that will be taught in each of these tracks uh, to determine which workshops would I like to attend. And I, I want you to know that MP3s of these workshops will be available after Mission Connection. So if you're not in a position... Uh, to uh, attend this year, you can gain access to the, um, the information that was conveyed during these workshops after Mission Connection has come to an end. You can find that information at Mission Connection, again, connection spelled with an X, missionconnection.global. Also, they're streaming the plenary speakers. There are four of them, and you'll have an opportunity to hear them in real time if you'd like to uh, sit in on those. Go to missionconnection.global for more information on how to uh, how to do that. Well, as I mentioned a few moments ago, more than 80 church partners have underwritten uh, this event. Um, this is how we connect and equip um, the saints as the church comes together. Mission Connection Northwest is held in partnership, not in competition with, but in partnership with local churches who are connecting God's people to mission. And increasing numbers of believers are actively 
serving in areas of the world's greatest gospel need. And that really is the, the function of the body of Christ. Mission Connection is able to provide free registration to conferences like these uh, through the generous donations of givers like you and the church, who not only benefit from attending, but also wish to see others attend as well. So in addition to uh, attending the conferences, in addition to churches who support the conference, you may want to support the Ministry of Mission Connection as well. So you can check that out on their website. Mission Connection Northwest is uh, volunteer-run and staffed by people, well, just like you and me. They can't do it without volunteers. There is a place for everyone to serve from parking lot to the cafeteria, from registration to security. They welcome small groups, youth groups, individuals to serve alongside with these volunteer opportunities for this and future conferences. So stay tuned for future opportunities to volunteer in 2024. Uh, We're excited to be here today because it's uh, a place, it's a gathering place for followers of Jesus to seek his face. How, Lord God, would you have us reach the nations? What role would you have me play? There are such impressive people who, whose background and training is in missions. And then there are regular people like you and I who are followers of Jesus, who are motivated by our love for him. And out of obedience, we want to discover, Lord, you've, you've designed me in a particular way. You've called me to do certain particular things that are fitted to how you created me. Lord, I want to hear your voice, I want to follow your lead, and I want to be a part of the unfolding story of the Great Commission, of the expansion of the Kingdom of God. And that's what we're all about here at Mission Connection, an opportunity for us to just listen to the voice of God, to gather as believers, to find great encouragement, to see where God is working, how He is working, and then to hear the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts, this is what I'm calling you to do at this time. Now, for some of you, that might mean traveling abroad in a mission capacity, maybe full-time or a short-term mission. But for most of us, many of us at least, my guess is God is calling us to stay right here. It's fascinating to consider that the world today is coming to the Portland metro area. People from every tribe, every nation and tongue, practically, are coming to our community as refugees, as students, as people who are relocating from their home country to this one. And there are opportunities to minister to people from all over the world if we are open and willing. So again, Mission Connection can help us, first of all, recognize the tremendous opportunities that are available to those who have a heart to serve God and to honor Him, to make His name known. So I want to encourage you, if you've never attended Mission Connection, 2023 might be the year for you. It's not too late. In fact, our, our evening sessions will begin at 7 o'clock p.m. this evening. You can register online and make your way over. But there's also all day Saturday. Beginning, the uh, doors open at 8 a.m. The, the uh, session begins at the, the plenary session begins at 9 a.m. And you can come and be a part of the work that God is doing in our community among believers. Now, we have here among the workshops and um, uh, the exhibits that are, are here, we have people from all over the world, missions, leaders, organizations from all over the world who have come right here to little old unchurched Portland to help us to connect with what God is doing. And it's such an honor to know that folks have taken seriously our call for help 
and for information and direction and to also connect with the, the larger body of Christ, to be reminded that it's not just what's happening in my church, in my community, in my city, in this state, in this country, but God is at work all over the globe, using people from all over the globe with various talents and time and abilities. And so it's just a great joy to be a part of of what he is doing. So let me invite you to join us here at Sunset Church. Again, you can go to missionconnection.global to register. You can also go to kpdq.com, which might be a little bit easier, and all the important information for you to attend can be found there. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk with some of the workshop presenters right here at Mission Connection. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show, and we are broadcasting live from Mission Connection 2023. We're right here at Sunset Church. They have graciously invited the body of Christ in our community into their living room, and we are um, trying to be good guests. We want to encourage you to join us here at Mission Connection 2023. It's free of charge, but you do need to register. You can go to kpdq.com, and all the important details are there for you to register to join us. Uh, Things begin tonight at about 5.30, the first workshops, and then 7 o'clock, the general session. So you're welcome to join us for that, or you can join us tomorrow, all day, from 9 until about 8-something. Uh, So check it out. You can find out all the workshop titles and who's doing what with whom and so on. So so do that and hope you'll be a part of Mission Connection. Well, as promised, I wanted to give you an opportunity to hear from some of the workshop presenters here. And I have with me Matt Tallman. Uh, He is um, on the Persecuted Church track. In fact, you have helped to coordinate uh, that track for Mission Connection. You're going to be talking about... um, Christian persecution and martyrdom in the 21st century. First of all, welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Georgine. It's a pleasure to be with you today. I think our listeners are aware that um, I have a real heart for the persecuted church, and I know that you do as well. You work with Open Arms International, which is also a friend of the station, Mm -hmm. uh, but the persecuted church is is near and dear to your heart. Tell us a little bit about why that's the case and a little bit about the uh, the workshop that you're going to be teaching. Well, I think for me, it became a passion over 40 years ago when I was an undergraduate student in college, and a friend of mine lived down the hall from me, and he was from Iran, and he was Kurdish. And at the time, um, he was probably the only known Kurdish Christian in the world, with 20 million Kurds living in the world. He was the only one, and it impacted me so much. I became his friend, and we're still friends today. But he has continued to preach the gospel, and fortunately, that's no longer the case. There are thousands of Kurdish Christians in the world now. Mm. You know, we often hear about uh, the persecution of Christians around the world. We think about China and certain places Mm -hmm. in Africa. You're going to be talking about the persecution of Christians in the 21st century. How serious is it? Give us some perspective. Well, look at it this way. there, in the last century, there have been more Christians martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ than in the 19 centuries previously combined. Um, that has been uh, most serious in many parts of northern Africa, in Asia, and uh, um, it uh, has only accelerated in some places, unfortunately. Um, it's uh, uh, We certainly can't ignore that. We need to be praying and doing what we can 
to help um, Christians living in uh, in persecution and in danger. Yeah. So, Open Doors just recently um, released its report on the World Watch List of where it's most difficult to be a Christian. It is very sobering mm-hmm. to consider what believers, for the sheer reason that they have chosen to follow Christ at at any cost, uh, this, what they suffer as a consequence. I've uh, met with persecuted believers in various parts of the world in the underground church, and one of the things I I found was that they believed that we took this, the scriptures seriously and that we were praying for them. Mm-hmm. I remember being thanked, thank you for praying for us. And I was put to shame just a little bit because I hadn't really understood what the persecuted church was experiencing. Tell us a little bit about how believers are being persecuted and what our obligation is to them. Yeah, well, I think there are certainly... Um, uh, Many of them are being persecuted because their lives are in danger. Uh, churches are being burned. In fact, um, I just talked uh, to one of the other workshop leaders in our track who said that I think in December of this, uh, just this last December, 500 churches in India were burned to the ground. Uh, it's a sobering statistic. Yes. So. Um, uh, lives are in danger. Uh, often, uh, I think there's uh, isolation that occurs because uh, they find it difficult, if not impossible, to find employment because employment only be- becomes available uh, in India, perhaps, for people who are Hindu. Uh, or um, So there's economic isolation. Um, and because of that, they can't provide for themselves or their families. And um, so, you know, as as uh, Christians, we not on, only need to pray, but find meaningful ways we can help and assist Christians in, in the persecuted church as well. How does the, the persecuted church, and this is an overly generalized question, how do they view the church in America, for example, where we have freedom and resources um, I, I found that when I met with persecuted believers, and this has been a few years ago, they were very gracious. They were grateful. Um, but how are, how are we viewed by the rest of the world um, in terms of the, the fact that we have so little challenge in following Jesus by comparison? Yeah, I, that's a, a great question. I don't know if I really fully understand their perception. I know um, they do, like you said, they perceive that we're praying for them. And I, and I hope we all are, but, uh, but I know um, at times, um, you know, they're, the, the seriousness of what they face and the intensity of the persecution, I think, uh, makes them more, uh, their faith, more real, uh, more urgent. And, um, and it's, um, I mean, we saw, and that's part of what I, what I share, you know, you see, from the beginning of the early church, how how Christianity spread, not only in spite of persecution, but often it grew because of persecution. We see that happen in different parts of history, as well, where um, you know Christians, you know, in in China, how did the house church movement really begin to spread? It began to spread because a half a million Christian leaders that were in prison for over a decade under Mao Zedong, finally got released, and the Chinese government thought it would be a great idea if they just dispersed them and spread them throughout China so they'd never be able to congregate where, where they were familiar with. And ultimately, that's what led 
to uh, the enormous spread of house churches throughout China. Uh, the communist government literally played into God's hand and helped spread the gospel throughout China. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine God using that. secular, unbelieving leaders to accomplish his purposes. Maybe a better question would have been, what does God expect from us with regard to the persecuted church? What is our obligation to them? I'm reminded of the scripture that says that we are to pray for them as, th- as though we ourselves are being persecuted. But what is our connection to them and how should we respond? Um, I think um, we can not only respond in prayer, but I think um, because of modern technology, we have more ways to be able to stay in touch with them, to communicate with them. Uh, I know some governments like China have found ways to hinder that or a process, but most governments don't have the technology to prevent modern communication of the gospel from taking place in most countries. So, you know, are there ways we can help um, get information and get uh, Christian information and get Scripture in the hands of these Christian leaders? Um, I think that's one simple way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can we help uh, through our own knowledge and through organizations that are helping to get um, information and Scriptures in the hands of these uh, leaders in these persecuted churches? Well, in another way is to come to a conference like this one. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of um, uh, Redeeming the Nations, a ministry that reaches mm-hmm. into the Middle Eastern countries in the Muslim world. I'm looking right across uh, the, the aisle here. There's E-Mission to Islam, another yeah. ministry that's reaching into these areas that you and I are not necessarily welcome. But God is on the move, and I'm always encouraged to know that even in these areas where there's great persecution and people are facing a significant challenge that God is at work, that he is strengthening them and he is giving um, direction and and meaning. Um, But he's also calling on us to partner with them in prayer and in practical ways, as you've mentioned. Yes, yes, absolutely. So your track, you're going to be speaking, uh, if I'm correct, tomorrow at 11. Is that correct? And uh, at 5.30. And again at 5.30. On a different topic. On a... (laughs) You're all over the place. What's, what will we be talking about tomorrow at 530? Um, we'll uh, talk about uh, refugee populations and how refugees, many of them also persecuted. Um, in fact, most of them are. Um, um, how we can help uh, reach them because they're often the most open and the most ac- accessible people uh, to Christianity in, in the world and what are some of the ways we can help them. I remember when I, uh, we were doing a, a medical camp for open arms in a community near our village, and uh, there were Somalian immigrants that came to our medical camp. And uh, just through a God-ordained moment, God uh, allowed a Somalian elder to come, and uh, and he wouldn't he, he refused to pray with me, and he assumed uh, that he wouldn't be welcome at the medical camp. And uh, I told him, no, you're still welcome. And, uh, and that simple act opened a, a door that allowed that entire Somalian community um, through, to uh, offer them medical care. And, uh, and through that, uh, churches began partnering with them. And, uh, and we've, we've seen hundreds of Somalians uh, come to know Jesus in, in uh, interestingly, 
even though in Somalia they are often ranked the second or third most unreached, inaccessible nation in the world. Well, we're talking with Matt Tallman. He's going to be teaching uh, tomorrow at 11 and again at 5.30. You can find out all the information about the, work, the uh, workshop tracks in the, uh, on the website or the Mission Connection uh, paper that has all those details, so check that out. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Georgine. God bless you. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, but... More importantly, we're at Mission Connection Northwest 2023 at Sunset Church, to which you are cordially invited to join us. It's going to be a great conference, a great lineup, and we're talking with some of the workshop presenters and others who are part of this wonderful event. Now, if you'd like to join us, it's free of charge, but you do need to register. So go to kpdq.com. You can get all the important details, find out what the workshops are, when things are happening, and do please join us. I, I guarantee you're going to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged uh, through the day. Uh, joining me right now is Don Parrott. You and I, it's like we have a standing appointment every we year. We do, every year. Yep. <laughs> um, he is going to be a part of the Preparing Your Family to Serve or Go track, but also the Journey Deepens Retreat. So we're, we're going to talk about both of those okay. things. But first, let's talk about the workshop. Yes. Um, helping families who are considering uh, becoming missionaries, a married couple, couples with children. Talk a little bit about that track. Yeah, well, um, the reason we do this track is because that's exactly what my wife and I did. We took four young kids overseas and um, went through a lot of stuff. Some of it was really good. Some of it was really difficult but we learned a lot and it's very possible and our kids greatly appreciate the fact that they were raised overseas are bilingual and bicultural and get that whole thing so what we do in this workshop is we help families understand mom and dad understand some of the things that will really help them in preparation before they go so we have two sessions on that and then the second two sessions we have in the in the track today uh, today and tomorrow are helpful hints on what to do after you get there. So the whole thing of building relationships, learning the language, husband and wife maybe not involved in the same ministry, and how do they cope with that and deal with that. Um, so it's just a lot of those kinds of practical things that we learned that we pass on to other young families who are thinking about going into missions. But, you know, a lot of them say, man, how could I do that? I've got young kids. You know, I, I, I take them overseas, and how do we go about all this, and blah, blah, blah. So we talk about all of those kinds of things and answer their questions and have a great time doing it. And thank the Lord, we've helped a number of families over the years go ahead and take those next steps. Well, and I think it's also helpful if you have a couple and one is more convinced than the other that this is the right thing to do, the timing oh, is right. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. A, that can be a real challenge, I would imagine. I, I'm glad you brought that up, Georgine, because that's one of the things we deal with. And, that you know, it's not that that happens once in a while. It's almost every couple. And that's okay, because what we have found and what we teach them is, okay, you're excited to go, your spouse is not. But that doesn't mean your spouse is, is not hearing the Lord. Maybe they are. And you need to talk to each other about that and let the Lord help you come to that agreement. Maybe it's on timing. Maybe it's on issues of education. It's all kinds of things. But that's not a bad thing. And we help people process that. In addition to the uh, the track that you're going to be teaching along with your wife, preparing your family to serve and go, you're also very involved with The Journey Deepens. Tell our listeners about it. Okay, The Journey Deepens is an event that we do as a follow-up to Mission Connection. 
it's it's going to happen this year and uh at the end of march 24 and 25 at beaverton christian church but here's what it is people come to a thing like this like mission connection and let me just say this to others that are listening you don't have to come to mission connection to be a to go to the journey deepens but it's for people who sense somehow god might have something for them in missions but they're not quite sure what it is you know there's a lot of roles besides going overseas yes maybe god wants you for a period of time to be a mobilizer or a sender or a prayer or welcomer so there's lots of all kinds of roles in fact what we've learned over the years is that somebody that actually ends up going overseas probably was in one or two or three or four of those roles ahead of time it's all a part of god's plan so let's say somebody coming out of Mission Connection afterwards is going, man, I want to do something, but I'm not quite sure what, where, when, how, what should I do next? What's my next step? That's exactly what we talk about in The Journey Deepens. And so here's what we do. We have teaching sessions on a certain subject. Then we give a half hour where they just separate out individually. Husband and wives are not even together. Individually, half hour, Lord, what did you want to teach me out of that session? That's very rare. We never do that in, yeah. in churches or in, in events. And then we come back together in small groups, and each small group has a moderator who's been there, done that. And they just listen to people's questions and try to do their best to answer and provide discussion and so forth. We do that four times in the course of the weekend. And then in the final session, we have a thing where they, we, they write out, okay, here are what I think my next steps ought to be. That's very practical. And then we follow up with them to encourage them to follow through with those next steps. So that's what the journey deepens is all about. People that aren't quite sure, we help them process that and take next steps into whatever God has. You know, there's so much amazing information and opportunity to learn here at Mission Connection. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming. Oh. <laughs> so to have an opportunity yeah. to settle, yeah. uh, have, put a little distance between all that you've uh, taken in to settle Sit at an event in which you are encouraged to really listen for the voice of God along with people who are doing the same. Yep. To have access yep. to yep. people who have answers to some of your practical questions seems like the great follow-up to it an is. event like this. And I'll tell you this. We've done these for, I don't know, I've had 25 or 30 of these or all over the country. We have do them. Over 50% of the people within three years are in a full-time missions role. Wow. That is outstanding. It's not because we're so great. It's because people have a chance to really process. And the, uh, about 30%, about a third of the people that go to the Journey Deepens over the years come away saying, God doesn't have a role for me in missions right now, but he does have this role for me. Well, that's a win for them yes. as well because they're taking steps into whatever God has for them. So, yeah. We're yeah, and, and that it. really is what, what we're supposed to be about as believers. We're listening. Lord, what do you have for me to do now? And maybe what I'm doing now here at home that's not directly missions is preparing me for the next um, adventure that he has for us. I love the title, The Journey Deepens. Yeah, it yeah, is a yeah. journey, and yeah, sometimes it, it takes you one place and sometimes another. Yeah, and the point is to be obedient. Absolutely. Lord, this is what I think you have for me. And if you know if your heart's right, you can't really make a mistake. Yeah, so yeah, that's how we teach. So for folks who are interested in The Journey Deepens, yeah. what do they need to do? Um, go to our website, www.thejourneydeepens.com, and it gives you the information, how to register, and the whole nine yards. And again, the next uh, opportunity is coming up March 24th and 25th? Yep. Is that right? It's a Friday night and sa all day Saturday. Okay, The Journey Deepens weekend. So check that out. And, uh, of course, you'll be here. Do you have a booth here? Yep. Mission Next booth. All right. There you go. 85. There you go, Whatever Booth 85. <laughs> hey, thank okay. you thank for your you. faithfulness to the Good body to of Christ. And just, uh, Good to be with you guys. We're done? Bye, y'all. <laughs>
Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're broadcasting live from Mission Connection. That was Don, um, Don Parrott. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Don Parrott, he's uh, going to be teaching in the Preparing Your Family to Serve or Go track, but also um, it has uh, opportunities for you to do some follow-up with regard to mission. So all of that part of Mission Connection. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We've got news and traffic at the top of the hour, but we will be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, good afternoon and welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. The important part, however, is that we're broadcasting live from Mission Connection 2023 at Sunset Church. Now, let me encourage you, if you have never attended a mission connection. This is your year. You can go to kpdq.com and register. And because churches in our community support this event, very possibly your own, it's free of charge, but you do need to register. We would love for you to join us. Now, the main session will begin at 7 o'clock p.m. this evening, but all day on Saturday as well. You can learn more about the schedule, the workshops, and so on at kpdq.com. I hope you'll plan to join us. Well, we've been talking with some of the workshop presenters uh, during the program today, and I have with me Dr. Dan Critchett. He is uh, going to be teaching from the local outreach track on five biblical keys for reaching your community. He's also involved in another ministry we'll talk about before our time has ended as well. Dr. Critchett, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, great to be here. I love the energy in this. You know what I find when you go to a crowd and they're all single-minded, all of the same heart, you know, all interested in uh, bringing the love and truth of Jesus, whether it's in Africa or Alaska, or I'm trying to think of a, a Albany, maybe, you know, just far and wide. So it's good to be here. Thanks. Absolutely. For we yeah. are located right at the entrance. So we're seeing people as they're coming yes. in. And there's a sense of anticipation and delight to know that we're meeting with God. There's going to be a time of worship. Right. We're meeting with believers who are ministering all around the world. And Indeed. we're a part of that unfolding yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your, um, uh, you're going to be teaching, as I mentioned, in the, the track on, um, on local, local outreach. outreach. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit yeah, about so, your workshop. Uh, I'm leading that track, so I've recruited uh, other leaders and speakers. I'm presenting on one of them, like you said, five biblical keys to reaching your community. And uh, you've got them there. We've got three other tracks. So we've got two uh, professors from Multnomah University. They're professors of, uh, I think it's called uh, Pastoral Ministry and Community Development. Mm -hmm. That's going on right now. In fact, at 5.30, that's going to start. My track on five biblical keys is tomorrow morning, starting at 11. And then we have uh, Ricky Franco. I think he might be the fourth one, but he's uh, pastor of, of Love Now at Crossroads Church in Vancouver. Huge church out there. Mm -hmm. He's got teams and ministries and outreach big deal. So he's going to share about that. And in fact, his uh, topic is developing teams for outreach. And I want to say that any church, even a small church, can develop a team for outreach. Once you get the vision and the focus, then you can figure out how to go from there with help. So yeah. we're, we're offering ongoing help too. And then the other one is uh, Stuart Smith, Executive Director of Love Inc., I-N-C in the name of Christ uh, for Clackamas County. Oh, wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. I think a lot of us, when we think about missions, we think about going abroad. That's exactly. what a mission is. Exactly. And yet this, this focus on the locality yes. is so important. You know, right. we live in the Portland area. We're in the unchurched This is a mission uh, field. And yet yes, right. God is calling many of us right here. Exactly. Yeah, very true. 
And that's what we're trying to raise up. So when I drifted into Bill McLeod's orbit a couple of years ago, he's the founder and executive director of Mission Connection. I said, so Bill, uh, is Mission Connection mostly, because I've been to a few, looking for guests for my radio show. I said, is Mission Connection mostly about over there? He said, no, not at all. We really want to support the local church too. And um, I was saying to him as nice as I could, it doesn't look that way because, you know, it's all, it seems to be the workshops and the exhibitors and the speakers, <laughs> all about over there. He said, would you help me? So this is part of what this track is, the first of its kind, I think, to have a local outreach track. So we want uh, pastors and people from churches to come. How do I reach my community? How, how do I figure out who we're among and yes. how do we meaningfully and effectively bring the love and truth of Jesus to them right in our community? One example of local ministry that you're involved in is yes. NET Gatherings. Tell yes. us about it. Okay, NET is uh, it's an acronym. It's for networking, encouragement, and teamwork. And so as a pastor myself, I sometimes felt all alone and helpless when I knew that there was, there were people in my congregation who needed help with a certain area of life, right? And I can't necessarily preach and teach about that, haven't experienced that, haven't been through that, but now we network because we have ministries that come, ministry leaders and pastors and Christian business people. So we meet out at the uh, Palau Center, the Luis Palau Center. Uh, Tuesday, uh, second Tuesday of each month, we have a free breakfast and some presenters, and it's just, it's excellent. I mean, it's just, uh, the networking is critical. Like I think you were saying, being together and being of the same mind and being a common mission. And uh, so the things that are coming out of that are outstanding. So You know, I love it when the body of Christ recognizes that we function as a body. Yes. That right. you need every element of it. The hand exactly. can't say to the heart, I don't need you. We right. need one another, and we have right. something to offer to one another. Right. And when we finally, as members of one another, recognize and take advantage of the tremendous gift we are yes. to each other, yes, right. I think we can have exponential impact in That's our communities. Word. Exactly. Exponential. And I've seen it happen. We've been doing it. We launched at uh, the net meetings uh, November of 21 so we're just a little bit past a year the things are global and high high profile local so and I just kind of create the the environment and the opportunity and get out of the way it's amazing I mean testimonies keep coming about in fact I've, I'm hearing them here today I'm seeing a lot of my friends here at Mission Connection mm. you know the Great Commission is on the hearts of so many believers who take yes. God's word seriously. Exactly. And again, I think we tend to imagine that the commission requires going outside of our own right. environment, our own right. uh, neighborhood. And yet right. God is sending the world right here to our community. Absolutely. Uh, our yeah. neighbors are without Christ oftentimes and have no, um, no um, connection at all with the church. Exactly. So the opportunities are just incredible if we have a heart to get the kind of training we need to partner yes. with others and we're willing to take the risk of just loving people well and you say it just right because part of reaching out to your community is knowing what their needs are what what their what i call felt needs mm -hmm. um and because that's where they're going to respond oh i know i can get some help over there so my dream is that people would drive by your church listener look at your church and say you see that church over there they help people you know, whether it's a drug addiction or gangs or abortion or marriage or um, sexual orientation or habits or, all, you know, all that stuff. And there are ministry organizations represented right here 
uh, that can uh, can help come alongside the pastor and build a ministry. So even a small church of maybe 50 people, they can have, they, they follow the same model. They just do it at a different level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm hoping many of our listeners will join us here at Mission Connection, have the opportunity to uh, hear the track that you're a part of and oversee. If they're interested in that, what's the best way for them to, to find out more? Oh, gosh. Uh, we don't have a website up uh, right now. It's down for now. But uh, you can send an email to me, dan at lifeteam.org. Dan at lifeteam.org. Uh, yeah, and I'll respond and uh, give you the info you need. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm so grateful that you have taken the time to help equip the saints here as yeah, we are yeah. endeavoring to honor Christ with the gifts and opportunities that he's given us. Mm-hmm. And thanks for taking time to talk with us tonight. Thank you, Georgine. God bless it. you and your work. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, we are here at Sunset Church for Mission Connection 2023. We're so excited to see what God is going to do in each of our hearts uh, as we pursue a better understanding of his calling uh, and how he intends to use us in this coming year. Uh, Up next, we're going to uh, continue talking with some of the folks who are part of uh, Mission Connection. And let me see who I'm going to be talking with next. I got pages and pages of notes on all kinds of exciting things that are happening here at Mission Connection. Anyway, when we'll come back, I'll just let you know who's up next. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, and we will be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Glad to have you with us because we are encouraging you to join us here at Mission Connection. We're broadcasting live here, and I'll be here all weekend long. I'm looking forward to being inspired and encouraged and challenged hearing the voice of the Lord, getting some direction for the future. And if you are in that same track, you are welcome to join us. You can go to kpdq.com, and there you can register, which is required. It's free of charge, but you need to register uh, to join us. 7 o'clock tonight, the main track, but all throughout the day tomorrow, you are welcome to be a part of Mission Connection Northwest. We're continuing to talk with some of the workshop presenters, and joining me now is Sonia Pass. She is in the Ethnic and Cultural Challenges in Missions track, and she'll be speaking on Worldviews, the 3D Gospel. Welcome, and uh, we're just glad to have you with us. Wow, thanks so much. It's wonderful to be here. All the way from Georgia. All the way from Georgia, where it was a lot warmer. (laughs) Yes, it's warmer. (laughs) everywhere (laughs) except here except here yeah well I asked you um, before we uh, came on air how you started out in missions can you give that brief story once again absolutely I was introduced to missions by my senior pastor in North Carolina we were doing a lot of outreach in the community um, and he wanted to expand and actually join the Great Commission and so he took 21 leaders from our church um, to Kenya to serve on a short-term mission trip and out of 21 people, there were only two of us who heard the call to missions. Mm. Now, you're in the track, as I mentioned, um, uh, ethnic and cultural challenges in mission. I've had experiences where I thought we did well, and I've had experiences where we clearly did not do well. Talk a little bit about that concept of ethnic and cultural challenges, because I think some people are unaware that that's even a, a thing. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's human nature to yes. step into a situation and assume that things are exactly the way you're accustomed yes. for them to be. Um, it, those challenges, we're going to get to the crux of how the gospel speaks to issues of fear, guilt, and shame. There are three cultural worldviews that exist, guilt, innocent, fear, power, Um, honor, shame, and they exist in certain regions in the world and not um, for any reason but other than 
the ways that people are accustomed to being, mm -hmm. what they believe, all of that impacts how we respond to certain situations. I appreciate that the title of your uh, workshop is Worldviews, the 3D Gospel, and that yeah. you've sort of touched on that just a little bit, but it's, it seems like you're painting a fuller, more robust picture of uh, what it is that we're in, engaging in when we're engaging people with the gospel in various cultures. Absolutely. I love to say that the gospel is like a multifaceted diamond, yes. right? It's beautiful. It's still going to be a diamond. But if you notice, each portion of the diamond is a certain cut and it's a certain angle. The gospel speaks to all cultures. And sometimes when we only look at it from the facet that we're accustomed to, then we miss ministering the gospel to people that they can understand it in their heart language. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. What are, what are these facets of the gospel? Because we need a multidimensional understanding of the gospel so that we can minister to all people. Yeah. Now, you have been in ministry in Kenya for a number of years. Yes. How challenging was that for you to come from this culture to go into uh, Kenya and understanding the culture so that the gospel can be presented in a way that will resonate? Wow, that's a fantastic question. It was a bit difficult initially. What I had to learn to do was to step into that culture as a learner, mm -hmm. to immerse myself into the culture and not step into the culture with my mouth and my head, meaning I'm coming in as the expert, but step into that culture with my eyes first and then with my ears and then filter what I'm taking in through my heart and then be able to speak to what I'm seeing so that I can befriend people, understand the culture, just like Paul did, right? Yes. Paul stepped into that culture. He said, hey, this unknown God that you have here, I know exactly who he is. So he found that bridge to the culture so that he could then share the gospel with people. You know, I love the, the notion that we begin by listening. So often we, we think we're bringing the answer and we're excited about it, so we just spurt out the, you know the answer yeah. they're not there's no question that they're asking absolutely but to listen and learn and I think that that gains you the right to be heard at some point as well absolutely and it also helps us to contextualize the gospel in a way that they can understand it I know of a gentleman who went into Kenya in one of the villages he was excited to share the word of God and he kept preaching about the blood of Jesus and he gave reference to the blood of Jesus the red blood and he made this analogy about blood. What was interesting, he was so happy, he thought that people understood, but in essence, those people in that village had no word for red. They didn't even know what that color was, so they missed the whole point, the power of that message, because he did not understand contextualization. The word doesn't change, but to help people understand it, we need to listen so that we can contextualize the gospel. I was talking to a, a gentleman who was raised in Indonesia. His family ministered to a tribe there, and they were telling the story of Jesus. And for them, Judas was the hero, because mm. for them, um, he, he was the good guy. It wasn't until he understood they had a concept of a peace child, someone who is the substitutionary, yes. um, a sacrifice, that they were able to understand the gospel. Yeah. Now, it, 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 you didn't change the gospel, Not but you thing. understood the people to whom you are teaching and, and speaking about the gospel. Absolutely. And God has ways for everyone to, to resonate with his word if we uh, are willing to listen, to be led by his spirit and to, uh, to teach well. You're absolutely right. And it applies even to us in the United States. If you yes. never go across the waters and to share the gospel of Jesus, 
we have people all around us that live in a different cultural context. Even different families have different cultural contexts. So understanding this multidimensional gospel is going to be powerful. We're going to be talking about Ephesians in this workshop tomorrow and how just in Ephesians alone, the first chapter, we touch on a multicultural gospel that speaks to fear, it speaks to guilt, and it speaks to power. Yeah, I just, it's exciting to me to consider the Great Commission requires of us that we recognize our dependence on God to lead yeah. us, to give us ears to hear, yeah. eyes to see. We don't come in, uh, you know, with both barrels <laughs> trying to convince people. We, we are led. We are servants, and, mm. and we have regard for those that we've been called to minister to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to hear more about you. I'm going to try to make it into your workshop. How did you come to faith in Christ? Wow. I came to faith in Christ. I was introduced to Christ since I was alive. My father pastored, and it was just a way of life. I didn't come into a personal relationship. I would say that I was in church, but Jesus was not in me yeah, yeah. until I was about 16 years old. But I'm grateful for my formative years. My parents introduced me to Christ at a very early age. Um, but I'm gra- grateful for the one-on-one encounter that I had with him when it really became personal for me. I mentioned that you've lived in Kenya for a number of years. What are you doing now? I'm, I work for a missions organization called TMS Global in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And I work with pastors and churches all over the United States to help them to mobilize their churches to join Jesus on his mission. I'm so excited about what God is doing. I like to say my role is capacity building and cultural development because that's what kingdom work is all about. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and for coming all the way from Georgia to (laughs) minister to our people. Thank (laughs) Thank you you. for having me. Uh Hey, we're uh, broadcasting live in Mission Connection. We hope you will join us. You can go to Mission Connection. Um, dot global for more information or you can go to kpdq.com we're just excited that there's going to be a lot of ministry done in the hearts of people who are open and listening to God's call we're going to take a quick break we'll be back you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. We're broadcasting live from Mission Connection Northwest 2023 here at Sunset Church. We're anticipating a great general session at 7 o'clock, and we'd love for you to come join us. You you need to register at kpdq.com. You can get all the important directions for that. But we're going to be here tonight and all day tomorrow for Mission Connection. We've got some great presenters, the plenary speakers, great workshops, um, booths that will provide information on a range of subjects. And so I would just encourage you, if you want to seek the Lord and direction for your life in mission, this is a great way to uh, to begin that search. Well, joining me now is Roy Swart. He is on the apologetics track, and he's going to be uh, talking about how to know the Bible is true. He's with the Ambassadors Forum, and uh, we're just delighted to have you with us here now. I should mention that the... uh, uh, Ambassadors Forum is also a program on our sister station, 800 AM, uh, and you can be heard at, uh, let's see, 9.30 AM on Saturday mornings. So I want to make sure our listeners are aware of that. Welcome. Oh, it's great to be here, Georgine. Let's talk a little bit about um, the Ambassadors Forum, because this is a great ministry. Yes. It, basically, we exist to equip young people to better understand and defend their faith. And it really comes back to the problem statement, Georgine. It really is a burden on my heart. It's a burden to a lot of people. 
70 to 80 percent of the kids in the church, good, good kids, go, they go to youth group, they, they're from whole families, go to a great church, 70 to 80 percent of those kids will walk away from their faith after they leave high school, and the number one reason is they're not getting their questions answered in the church. It's just, it, so we, we're trying to, to reverse, at least, you know, stem that tide and reverse that trend. So how are you going about that? I mentioned the radio program, but how yes. do you reach young people who have genuine questions? It, it's amazing, um, Georgine. It's, this started as a Sunday school um, class at our church, and then it, it kind of expanded to the whole youth group. And then once other churches heard what we were doing, it's just sort of by word of mouth, organically, in Portland, kind of grown up. Basically, where we are today, it's, it's, it's evolved. We've tried different things over the past several years. Today, we found the most success with getting a group of kids live and then walking through their questions. And, and I mean... Anybody out there, if you have kids, you know kids have questions. Yes. <laughs> and, and here in Portland, they are not shy about um, asking them. And so what we do is we just get a group of kids together. We make sure they feel like it's a safe place, a place where it's okay to ask questions. We get them engaged in a conversation. And then we not only give them some good answers, but really by the end of the night, we want to teach them to go to the Bible think critically and logically and consistently and leave feeling confident that they can answer their own questions in their group of friends in their community the next time and it's it's amazing and and the lord is blessing it we we teach at um homeschool co-ops we teach at private schools we teach at youth groups we teach at chapels and so just around the the portland area these small group one um in-person interactions, um, and, and God is blessing it. Kid, kids' lives are being changed, so oh, it's amazing. That is amazing. You mentioned something that I think is really important when you're thinking about the body of Christ, creating a safe place where kids can ask difficult questions. Yes. Sometimes yes. they're too embarrassed. They think their parents would be too embarrassed. Yes. Oh, questions are unwelcome yes. because we assume that behind that question is, is something that may or may not be there. Yes. But to be able to ask questions um, about what's going on in our culture, yes. is this right or is that right? Yes. And to, to have answers for them. What a tremendous need and a, a great ministry. Yeah, one of the one of the sad things that we encounter, Georgine, is kids will come to me and they'll say, I've tried to ask these questions before and I've been shut down by, you know, my teachers, my pastor, my whatever. And they think that if I have doubt that I'm somehow rebellious, that I'm somehow not really honoring the Lord. But they're like, I don't have these doubts to be rebellious. I have these doubts because... I don't know, and I just want to be able to have a conversation, and especially here in Portland where our culture is so open about everything else, um, not to be able to have conversations about faith and the Bible and Jesus. Anyway, so we're we're really trying to get that, like you said, start with a safe place and and get the kids to come out of their shells and say, I I have these questions, and I want to bring this out into the open. You know, when I was um, attending university, I remember as a freshman, I was a philosophy major, and Mm so many confrontations and ideas that were being presented. And I had been uh, a Christian long enough that I was confident that there were answers, but Mm. finding them was um, was the challenge. And I remember being so encouraged when a difficult question um, yielded an answer, a biblical answer, 
and just it my Amen. confidence grew Amen. so that when the next challenge came i just knew it's there i just don't know Absolutely. where it is yet Absolutely. and i think that's one of the things that young people lack is if we're not answering or giving them the opportunity to ask their questions their confidence that there are answers starts to diminish. And then that that develops into a doubt and maybe even rebellion at some point. Absolutely. And kind of the way that we structure our ministry is when we first have a, um, I'll call it almost like an evangelistic event, but it's with Christians where we just say, it's okay to to ask your questions. And usually they walk away from those events saying, wow— I asked, I heard 10 really difficult questions asked and 10 great answers given. And they don't, they don't know how to do the 11th question on their own yet. But like you said, they, they've heard enough good answers to say, there are answers to all my hard questions. Yes. And that, that confidence then lays a foundation for, hey, you know what I want next? What I want next is I want to be able to do that. Can yes. you teach me? Can you train me? So that I could find this on my own. And our second level of interaction is teaching the kids to recognize logical fallacies, how to think critically, how to think consistently. And now you build into them another level of confidence where they can say, I can do this on my own. And then they start engaging with their peers. And then it's like wildfire. It just breaks out from there. Yeah. Oh, that's just exciting. (laughs) Uh, Once again, you're going to be in the apologetics track, and you'll be talking about how to know the Bible is true. When uh, when are you speaking on that subject? I'm speaking at 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, so tomorrow. Saturday night. So make note of that. I also wanted to... uh, direct our listeners to your booth. You're doing something kind of interesting and fun there as well. Yes, we've actually got um, kind of a radio studio, kind of like what you have here, set up at our booth where kids can come. We did this at Student Connection a couple of months ago in Portland, where kids can come and actually have live dialogue and either ask a question or be asked a question where they can be like, hey, I want to try this out. I want to be the apologist and give it a shot. And so we had a ton of fun at Student Connection. We're set up over there um, on, I think it's in booth three and four and kind of the back of the the gym. And so come find us and and ask us a question, or if you're ready, be ready to be to be asked a question. Yeah, and let me encourage you to stop by the booth, find out more if you are an aunt, as I am, a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, and you'd like to uh, learn more about this resource to help young people who are searching and look looking for answers, to help them recognize that, you know, there are answers in God's Word. Amen. It is sufficient for you, and um, uh, this is a great booth and ministry to, uh, to, to check out. Also want to remind you, 9.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings on KPDQ AM, that's 800 a.m., you can hear the program, the Ambassadors Forum. So check that out as well. Well, Roy, thank you so much for joining us and for the work that you're doing. You've got me excited about it because <laughs> I recognize I've benefited from that kind of ministry yeah. and I recognize the tremendous need, especially for you young people, but maybe for some of the rest of us too. Amen. Well, Georgine, you have always been one of my heroes. I listen to your show all the time. Thank you for everything that you're doing for the community here in Portland and uh, around the Northwest. Thank you. Hey, you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Quick break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. Final segment of the Georgine Rice Show, but not the final segment of Mission Connection. We are so excited because things are starting to uh, 
uh, to start, really, the first workshop sets began earlier this evening, and tonight's the plenary session. We have our first plenary speaker. Looking forward uh, to hearing from uh, from him. It's going to be a great weekend, and we would like to invite you to join us for this weekend. As I mentioned tonight, uh, Steve Richardson will be presenting. Is that right? No, Will Graham. Yeah, Steve Richardson. I'll go back and forth here. Our plenary speaker tonight will be Dr. Eric. Wait now. Too many pieces of paper. Adrian Reeves will be speaking tonight. He's a missions mobilizer and executive director for the National African American Missions Council. He'll be speaking. Phil Church will lead us in worship. He and the Sunset Church worship team, they're gifted worship musicians, which means that they have yielded their ego and their pride and their desire to do music to serve a congregation of believers uh, in order that the full attention of the believers in this this congregation will be focused on the one we worship. And so I'm really excited. I had an opportunity to meet with them last night and Phil Church and the team. Um, they're just uh, wonderful people and they're praying for the attendees here that we would enter into worship in a way that honors God and edifies his people. There are 104 workshops available here at Mission Connection. I mean, that is incredible. This is Portland. Who comes to Portland to do a Christian workshop? 104 different organizations, 77 exhibits throughout the uh, lobby here and in the gym and all over this facility. There are um, exhibits available from various ministries from all around the world, some here locally, some from all around the world. There's also a bookstore sponsored by Willamette Valley Christian Supply. I just like saying that because there's a Christian Supply bookstore, Willamette Valley. I miss Christian bookstores. Anyway, so we're looking forward to uh, the opportunity to peruse what's there. There's also going to be a timely update on what's happening in Ukraine from a ministry perspective. We hear a lot about who's doing what to whom in Ukraine, but we're going to hear about um, uh, what's happening within the church and in terms of ministry in that area. Um, I should mention that next year, Mission Connection 2024, if the Lord tarries, will be... um, the, the uh, uh, theme will be to every generation and nation. Josh McDowell, Sean McDowell, Wendy Palau, and Robert Levy will all be presenters at next year's Mission Connection. It's this time of year, next year. So mark your calendars and plan to join us for that. It's just going to be a great, uh, great um, follow-up to this year. Here I am. What next? There are a number of different tracks for the workshops that are coming up, developing senders, refugee response, reaching Mormons and Jehovah's Witness, preparing your family for missionary service, missionary care, missional prayer, local outreach. We heard a little bit about that. And focuses uh, focus rather on uh, some specific uh, areas of the globe as well. Mission Connection really is an expression of the body of Christ in the Portland area. There are more than 80 church partners Uh, that are sponsoring this event. While Sunset Church is um, hosting the event, this really is a reflection of the body of Christ. You can go on the website, in fact, and find out uh, the churches that are are sponsoring this. And I would encourage you, especially if you're attending Mission Connection, to maybe pick up the phone and call a church you don't belong to, but that is uh, sponsoring this event, to just say thank you. To pick up the phone and call Sunset Church. That is so graciously made uh, their home available to us um, 
to just say thank you. You know, it's a major undertaking to have hundreds and hundreds of people tromping through your uh, your church for a weekend, and then on Sunday morning to you know have things uh, go back to what is uh, is normal. So it it takes a heart of generosity uh, to make that uh, that kind of commitment to the church at large. And so say thank you to Sunset Church and the pastor here and the the worship team and congregation. Mission Connection is really a volunteer uh, organization. It's run by volunteers. It's staffed by people just like you and I. And there are always opportunities to come alongside and join them in their work. So if you um, would like to find out more about how you might connect with Mission Connection, uh, because there are a number of mission events that you can also volunteer for that are coming up in the days ahead, uh, you can check that out on their website, missionconnection.global. Um, there are um, connection events coming up later this year. In February, in Seattle, there's short-term mission connection at Bethany Community Church. Coming up in May, Care Connection, that's Village Church in Beaverton, and Student Connection, November the uh, 10th and 11th, uh, that's at Multnomah University. So there are opportunities in the interim between uh, this event and next year's event to continue Um, We mentioned the journey uh, deepens. That's another opportunity to sort of follow up with what you um, have uh, learned and been uh, exposed to in this this Mission Connection event. So I want to encourage you to... Uh, to be a part of that. I mentioned our plenary speaker for tonight, but there are others uh, tomorrow morning, midday, and also in the evening. We're going to hear from William Franklin Graham IV. He's the vice president and associate evangelist of Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he's executive director of the Billy Graham Training Center at the Cove in Asheville, North Carolina. Third generation Uh, of uh, Billy Graham to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he has done so with more than one million people across six continents since beginning his evangelistic uh, ministry in 2006. We'll also be hearing from Steve Richardson, president of Pioneers USA. As I've mentioned earlier, he was raised in Indonesia by missionary parents. They took the gospel to the jungle tribes, um, and the story is uh, documented uh, in his father's missionary classic, peace child so you can check that out he and his wife arlene have uh, since returned to southeast asia in 1986 to plant churches among major muslim unreached people groups and later they moved to australia where they helped launch pioneers in australia and new zealand more recently beginning in 1999 he is serving as the president of pioneers usa pioneers has approximately 340 teams so there are multiples uh, in those teams impacting over 500 people groups. And finally, we're going to hear from Dr. Mary Ho. She is the international executive leader of All Nations, a global Christian missions organization with workers making disciples and church planting in 45 countries. Dr. Ho is passionate, passionate about finishing the Great Commission in this generation by sharing the love of God among every people group and in parts of the world where the name of Christ is unknown or little known. We're going to end Mission Connection in sort of a unique way, uh, calling us together around the Lord's table. This is going to be a great weekend that's going to have a significant impact in the lives of many, some who already 
have a clear direction of how God is calling them and using them, others who are seeking direction or clarification. And that's going to happen this weekend as our eyes and ears are focused on him and what he is saying. So I hope you'll plan to join us. I do want to thank Sam Maupin, who is engineering back in the studio, James Blend, who is uh, here producing today's program and set everything up for us. And thank you for making the Georgine Rice Show part of your day. I hope you'll make Mission Connection part of your weekend. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.